What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Each episode on here will feature leaders in the digital space to help entrepreneurs grow their knowledge and understanding of the Amazon and e-commerce world. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? Ryan Kramer with Crossover Commerce. Thanks again for joining us on another live episode. This is episode 40. We've hit another milestone, another 10 episodes in our book. Uh, This is season two for the first time, if this is your first time joining us, live on either LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Thanks for joining us. We love to collaborate with our audience. And if they have questions about the topic we're covering or topics that we're going to be covering, especially today, feel free to comment below in the sections, whether you're watching on those social media platforms, or if you're watching this at a later time, go ahead and tag myself or our guest, and we'll be able to answer those questions later on. We'd love to have your thoughts, your input, um, any questions about the specific topic we're going to be covering, and we want to make sure we provide that information and get answers to you as best as possible. We also have this show, it'll go live on, it'll go to a podcast format. So if you listen to podcasts on Amazon Music, which we actually just got updated to, uh, so you can find us on Amazon as well, which is pretty cool, on uh, Apple Podcasts, or on Spotify, all of the major platforms, even Google Podcasts. You can find and search just Crossover Commerce by Ping Pong Payments, and you'll be able to hear all of our content that we talk about live on air. But I'm super excited today. We're talking about um, ungated uh, categories, but also a little bit more than that, just optimization of listings and a little bit more about what this uh, former seller, but also service provider is going to be uh, kind of touching on today and what their specialty is. I'm super excited because there's just so much content going on in the space. Um, Getting a different perspective is always great for our sellers and our listeners. So that being said, I'm going to bring on our guest for the day, uh, Mac from Best Seller Listers. What's up, Mac? How are you? Hey, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. I know we were kind of like late last, gosh, it was late last night because you're on the East Coast. We were just kind of going back and forth on, hey, how are we going to present today? The different things that we were kind of touching on. And I thought you brought up some really cool points on um, just kind of the topic we're going to touch on today, but also the other uh, areas you are specially, uh, specialty, I can't even talk to this morning, specializing in, there we go, Um, waking up already. (laughs) But uh you have so much experience, so I don't want to just dwell on one. I want to kind of talk a little bit about every, like all these other stuff. So um, I know that you are you posted and shared with your community out there. If they have questions for Mac, again, go ahead and put it in the comments. But why don't you kick us off for those of you who are listening for the first time and aren't familiar with you or your services or your background? Can you give us maybe like a quick introduction of yourself? Yeah, I will try. Um, so basically, my, my name is Max Schlesinger. Company is bestseller listers. Uh, we do like a, we specialize in uh, creative services for Amazon sellers. I started my Amazon journey around I don't know like uh, I think in 2011, 2012ish, and I started through uh, different uh, types of businesses. Yeah, uh, Amazon, which is uh, drop shipping, uh, retail arbitrage, and all types of business models there. And then at, at one point, I got into private label, as like uh, almost everyone. So um, once I'm, I was in private label, I, I got to experience all the all the technical details, all the creative parts, and every, every part of the process. So then I, I came to realize, I mean, through a whole long process, that that the creative part is my specialty, which is 
creating the listings, um, the photos, the graphics, EVC, storefronts, anything create creativity uh, related. So, um, you know, at some point, one, one thing brought to the other and then <laughs> bestseller list was born. So, <laughs> that, uh, yeah. No, that's really cool. So you, so you, you were basically a seller for eight years. What is that something that you're still currently doing What what's kind of that, that process? Uh, I'm assuming one, one answer, but why don't you give us, are you still selling on Amazon? No, so, no. So currently I am not selling any products on Amazon. But, um, you know, when I started the services business, uh, um, I basically pivot. I mean, it wasn't like planned or anything. It, it just happens. So uh, just happens, right? <laughs> by the time I got into it, I got so busy with it. So and and then I saw that, that this is my passion. This is my my specialty. So I should focus on that. So uh, I sold off all my products and the brand, whatever. And now I'm, I'm fully focused only on the services and helping others instead of myself. <laughs> No, it, that's fantastic. Hello for everyone who's watching on LinkedIn. Um, thanks for commenting and watching us live. Um, lots of uh, people commenting and great things. Like everyone who's commenting, we appreciate uh, the comments and questions. If you do have a question, go ahead and submit that and we'll kind of throw them up as we're continuing to talk with Mac. So, so Mac, what, what uh, products do you mind? Are you allowed to share what products and um, categories you were selling in? So I was selling in sports and outdoors. Um, okay. Mainly like summer sports, so it was a little bit seasonal, and like exercise, fitness, and that kind of stuff. So um, interesting. So, so was there is there a reason that you got into, it or you just saw it was a non-competitive market from a seller's perspective? What what made you kind of uh, jump in? Um, I don't know. I, I, I remember I followed a few courses and I followed some steps on how to do a product research and try three different products. I, I think I tried like ten different products and then I narrowed it down to. To a few that I, I thought that I feel most most passionate about, and it has like the most potential, and um, yeah, that's how I got in. It, was, it wasn't like planned or anything. It was everything happened? Uh, you just kind of worked itself out. It sounded like because you started, I would say you said 2012 is when you're doing the retail arbitrage and you kind of the drop shipping mm -hmm. side of things. That's I think a lot of people that early I call it like the early part of the Amazon boom of when people are really starting to take off. So. You got to kind of test the market and do all these different tactics, right? Like, what what was the? Is that what kind of led you into the service side because you got you got to test the waters first, or what was kind of that initial move? Is it because you were first to market and you were kind of knowing the ropes as a seller that allowed you kind of to pivot to what you guys do today? No, so I think it's it's um, once I got into private label, you know, I started uh, because when I started, I, I did everything myself, you know, I. I I couldn't afford to hire people or to outsource to a company like mine. So I did everything myself from shipping, from sourcing, from listing, everything. So, um, you know, after doing it for a while, I realized, uh, you know, I, I started to see, okay, wh where am I spending my day? Like, which which task am, am I doing? Which task am I spending? And which task are, are, are the most appealing to me? Like, uh, which one am I, am, I, am I best at? So. After doing the research, I realized that creating the listings and creating the like the, the setting of the page and, and being beautiful visuals and graphics and, and the creative part and the keywords, the EBC. I mean, it was fun. <laughs> I really loved it. Um, so um, and then someone found a friend found out about it, so he hired me. I should do it for him, for his company. And then and, you know it went worth them out to uh, a few people around, a few friends. And then all of a sudden, I don't know how, but 
it became a company and here we are. So you basically were, people knew that you were being really successful in, in one space, you started to be referred to and you, you found just, you were, you were doing it for other people and naturally you progressed into the service side of things. I think that's really neat. What's kind of the, um, since you did it, like when you started on Amazon to where it is currently, what are you kind of your thoughts about like the changes that have happened as a third party seller? Are you still, uh, telling people, Hey, it's easy to kind of sell on Amazon still. What are your kind of best tips that you're, um, telling people if they're just a beginner seller or they're progressing and they want to grow their business? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely totally different from when I, I started. And since I'm, I'm in the service business, people keep on calling me like newbies and, and all types of sellers are calling me every day. So, so regarding the questions about newbies, people that want to start on Amazon, or people that have products that sell it in somewhere like in stores or whatever, and they ask me about Amazon. I mean, I, I just tell them the honest truth. You know, it's not like it used to be uh, five years ago. It's definitely much harder. And I try to tell them like uh, what makes it harder and uh, like all the fees and all the kind of competition and all the rules by Amazon. We go through the whole thing, and because I want to make sure that they are really ready for it before they go in. And, and not not just jump in and, and after three months they find out oh where do I put myself in you know this is not for me this is uh, whatever so on, I want to make it hundred percent clear with them where they're going into they should be ready and prepared and see if, if it's really what you're looking for right have you see so you, so you almost like as a service provider you're giving these tips to people have you ever developed like a course you said you learned a lot from courses and other content out there is that something you've ever done um, or put together kind of a step by step process of like best practices um, to like either share with people or uh, has that ever been brought to light or a thought for you? Um, no, I was thinking about it. I mean, people keep on telling me do this, do that, because uh, I mean, I really love it. Thank you, everyone, if you're watching. But the, the, um, so basically, what, what I'm trying to do is, uh, for example, I have uh, on WhatsApp, you know, the, the WhatsApp uh, platform, we have the, the statuses. So I, tr I, I try to make like a, um, like a platform over there. If people can subscribe and just watch my statuses, which I, I, I share like every day, like um, all the latest um, tips and tricks and news and ideas that really relates to Amazon. So, yeah, and yeah, you were you were mentioning to me because you kind of got. I've been getting more into WhatsApp, and for those of you who don't know what WhatsApp is, it's a messaging platform, obviously, where people can connect with each other. Whether it's like a messenger, um, Facebook owns it, uh, I believe, or purchased it. And they're sharing, you know, content. It's able to. It's like texting internationally or anything like that. Uh, just more messaging, content sharing uh, platform. So, so Mac, you you do a lot of business through WhatsApp. What have you? What about this platform kind of allows you to? Is it just because it's a group that you could share internationally with people, or what, what's kind of the benefit of going through yeah, an app like WhatsApp? So. WhatsApp in general ha has a lot of features that none other um, platform has, uh, which is first of all the, the 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 whole communication with the voice notes and, and messages and pictures and everything going back and forth, and also the statuses. The status is a big deal because it's like a it's it's something that it gives you like a platform where you, you can share your your life, your business, your values, your samples, anything, and, and, and hundreds of people or thousands of people can can see it. And it, it, it's also, it's, it's very direct. It's not like LinkedIn, you post it on LinkedIn and it, they only show you for like a, a few of your connections. You might have 20,000 connections, but, but mainly only like a, 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 a 2,000 of them or even less might see it. But the WhatsApp is like very direct. Everyone is having their phone on the phone all day. 
everyone's looking at all their WhatsApp messages and everyone's watching the statuses. So it goes direct. You're not missing anything. So, um, I mean, that makes sense to me because like that, that's the thing with our show is I know we, we have a community and followers of like 25,000 people and only so many people will see it at a given time. They'll be pinged or if they don't have those notifications, uh, a text or like you mentioned, just notifications, you're more opting into those kinds of uh, solicited messages. What do you have any like maybe we can go down this road a little bit. What are some best practices if if a seller or like a service provider is listening to this? What are some best practices for people to communicate through WhatsApp? So, um, so it's, it's first of all, it's it's always good to have like a separate uh, WhatsApp account. WhatsApp has WhatsApp has like a special uh, WhatsApp for business. So it's a it's a it's a different app than the regular WhatsApp, and they give you much more like uh, flexibility and options. For example, you you can set like business hours, you can set auto replies, and you can set like a, 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 a greeting messages. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff. You, you can also showcase your services uh, like your services on there on your profile. So that, that that's definitely one thing. Was in in the beginning when I started, I only had like one personal WhatsApp, and, and everything was done there. But then I realized that I'm, I'm, it's getting mixed up with all the, the, the family messages and the friends <laughs> and business. I wasn't sure. So then once I, I opened the WhatsApp for business, everything was split. So now I'm focusing on personal, now I'm focusing on business. So I, I can choose what, what I want to focus on. And, and, and I, I know this platform is only for business. So what, whatever messages I'm getting there is, you know, is business related. That makes sense. I mean, because we're in a communication, I mean, obviously uh, it's super easy to get in touch with people. I feel, I feel like as a seller or service provider myself, lots of people are reaching out via messenger or like Instagram messenger. If you can kind of follow it through one major one, you can kind of like set those like boundaries of, Hey, I will office hours. This is when I can talk to you, or this is when uh, I can communicate. And you don't miss all those notifications because there's so many ways that people are talking to each other um, around the world and how we can communicate. Unlike, even back in 2012 when you first started, I'm sure it's just like emails and phone calls now is kind of diversified and kind of grown. What about like as an Amazon seller, do you, can you give us like your best practices? Like if Amazon sellers, should they use WhatsApp? Is that a best way to kind of go about customer service or should they just use uh, through seller central? What What's the way to use WhatsApp for that? So for a seller, I mean, there's not, not there's not much like an uh, option they, they, they can do with, like with Amazon directly like a uh, uh, customs and Amazon or sales support it's, it's mainly like for the for the for the for the basically to, to learn it's, it's okay. part of it is it's, it's, it's to being on on the groups there's a, a lot of whatsapp groups that uh, which, which has like a lot of Amazon sellers which uh, they communicate every day everyone is posting their issues or their uh, whatever anything related and it's always good to to be there and and, and see what's going on in the Amazon world and then also for us, I mean, that's why I, I implemented WhatsApp as a main uh, um, source of uh, contact us. Instead of just emailing or, or, or using the contact us form on a website, I implemented WhatsApp, which is very personal because people are always on the phone, especially Amazon sellers, they're always on the go and on the phone. So it's very convenient to to let people contact, contact me. I mean, I have a separate uh, WhatsApp account for my project manager. So it's always like very convenient. We can just like hear voice notes and send pictures back and forth. Samples. So it's very convenient. Instead of email, email is, is very like uh, I mean, it's email is very generic. But uh, what is more like person, you, you don't have to waste time on phone calls and and uh, meetings and stuff. You can do you can do everything with voice notes and, and 
it's very flexible. I mean, sometimes I, I, I can answer voice notes. Uh, um, I mean, I can answer messages on WhatsApp like 11 or 12 o'clock at night because it's, you know, every time my phone, so why not? It's just <laughs> very convenient. I think so. exactly. <laughs> and, now, and that's how we were communicating. So it was definitely convenient to like know, like I yeah. wasn't missing like emails. I, I know I like I mute my emails after a certain time of night. So if I don't reply to people and they're probably wondering, like, why isn't he emailing me at like 1 a.m. Eastern or something like that? There's a reason because I mute those things. If WhatsApp, if you have those notifications on, you know, it's either an urgent matter or someone directly is trying to reach out to you. That's super interesting. Um, thanks for sharing those kind of tips. Uh, for our audience, but you know, one of the things like about bestseller listers uh, that you you're kind of touting on your website is both like listing optimization, and then also um, kind of the general topic we wanted to touch on today was kind of those ungated communities. Can you can you kind of break down for us like our uh, not communities ungated categories for people who don't know what an un what an ungated category is? Can you just high level educate our listeners? What is it? Why is it? Why does it seem like it's blocked off and why it matters in terms of like um, you know, beginning a seller journey, why you should pay attention if it is gated or not? Yeah, I mean, I will try. I mean, I'm, I'm not really the top expert when, expert when it comes to the, the ungated categories, but uh, after I, I'm doing it, I'm doing it as a service. So, <laughs> right, exactly. You, you partner and you have other like other individuals who are helping other categories, but just on a high level for people who you know, maybe just intrigued, like, hey, I didn't even know what an ungated or like an, a gated category is. You know, maybe we can touch high level on that kind of stuff for sure. them. So basically for, for those that, that have no idea what the un, ungated categories are, so it's a, Amazon has like a list of categories and products and subcategories, which are, they, they basically restrict it. So you you have to get approved. You have to apply for it and, and get approved to sell in, this, in, in these categories. For example, uh, like uh, watches, uh, supplements, um, what else? Uh, some of the electronics, uh, uh, lighting, whatever, and um, medical devices. So basically, there's a whole list of, I think, like 30 or 35 or even more um, restricted categories. So in order to sell in that categories, you have to you have to go through application. Every category has a different process. You have to go to the application and then get approved, and then you can you can sell any product in that category. So, um, and there's a list on Amazon's like seller central site that, Hey, you actually have to get approval. And a lot of it is just copyrights, like you said, or there there's like strict regulations and safety concerns for that. So, um, but when you're touting, like, um, why is it, is it, is it profitable for people? You can get access to selling those categories. Do you find that a lot of sellers who come to you guys, is it worth their time or effort that you would say, or is it something that people should even, as a first-time seller, maybe step back and stay away from? What would you be your personal opinion on that? So it it really depends the way you start your business. And if you start your business as an as you want to you want you want to become an Amazon seller, you don't know your product, you're just uh, choosing any product, then it's better to, obviously to stay away so you you can avoid them spending money on. Get, getting those categories ungated and wait wait for it and and have the risk of of get, of, of having it being uh, restricted again. So it's always better to start on an open category so you can test the waters, test the market. But if if you are if you're anyway selling like a specific product and you're selling it to stores or you're selling or, or you're making a handmade or whatever the thing is, you anyways have the product and you want to sell it on Amazon. Then obviously um, if it's restricted, then you will have to go through the process. 
and that, that's also it's part of the services which um, we help people get open uh, get, get approved for the categories to make it easy but absolutely yeah. Yeah, and, and that, that was those were my questions. Obviously, in that capacity, is it, it's a it's a specific category, maybe not for first time sellers, but more maybe for more experienced sellers, where you do get approval. But it's a strict, like, correct me if I'm wrong. It's very strict in terms of like the rules and regulations you have to in terms of your listing, in terms of like which products you can work with, and then obviously if those get infringed upon, Amazon will kick you out pretty quickly, right? Right, so, so so some categories are easier, some categories are harder. I mean, the harder categories is usually because they're, they're trying to avoid people from selling counterfeit products or um, uh, or products that they, you know, that um, the different. They're basically tr trying to control it, like there's only like a certain amount of brands, certain amount of products. So there's a, there's a few reasons why why they they restrict certain categories. I mean, right. The, the main, I think the main part is, is uh, on the counterfeit uh, thing, and uh, especially uh, when it comes to safety, like for, for example, toys and baby categories. In in baby categories, there's a few subcategories which you have you have to apply for se each separate uh, um, application for each sub subcategory because they want to make sure that it's really like safe and it's baby uh, approved or whatever. Uh, so it's like. Um, it, it, it's yeah it's basically to protect the consumer i would say to protect the consumer at the end yeah. of the day because that's uh, there yeah well and because uh if you think about it, amazon back when they were kind of exploding on the market when they were selling not just books anymore it was more like all these different categories it was almost i always call it the wild west back in like 2014 2016 2018 kind of like that time frame when you didn't know what tactic was going to be good but you could almost sell literally anything but now it's kind of like rolled it back because you know, Amazon has to protect itself, but also protecting the consumer at the end of the day, which is what they tout is protect the consumer, protect the consumer, um, protect the customer. Um, with those kinds of things are hard to regulate. And if they are not monitoring and they, those are the ones that are more likely to get either flagged or, you know, whether it's uh, you know, dangerous or whether it's consumable or anything like that, they have to protect themselves, but also sellers too. So I think that's why they put it in there. Um, is there other like, but apart from those kind of like um, restricted categories, what would you consider right now for sellers who are just starting out? What's the most difficult category to sell in? So it's mainly mainly the baby products because they want they, they want to make sure that they have all, all the safety protocols. So, um, that you, your product is approved for that, and then it's like a topicals, you know, um, you know, all types of creams and facial uh, products because they want, to, they want to make sure it's not like a um, counterfeit or something that doesn't work or something that can affect their skin, you know, it's dangerous. And then there's like a, yeah, it's more or less that one. And then there's like a lot of, uh, um, for example, the uh, pesticides category. And right now, since the Corona uh, situation, they, they also restricted the personal safety, medical the device, PPE, yeah. products. So that, that, that's the toughest. I mean, it's, it's almost impossible to get in. So... Uh, so so yeah, just to almost avoid those, or if you're going to, you're gonna have a strong stomach to like overcome objectives and uh, objections and you know problems with like them taking down your listing or whatnot. Right. Yeah. Um, but when when you're working with consumers, you're working with them more optimizing their listings, and I kind of want to get more into that kind of side is because that's kind of where your your strongest suits are. What what um, got you into kind of the copywriting, the listing side of um, things, and where were you succeeding? you know, at the beginning stages, how are you knowing that like, hey, this is successful, I can help people optimize it and take it to like either 
the top of uh, their category or their keyword that they want to rank for? What's kind of that that story from your perspective of is it just because you've written so many categories or are you just like that consistent nature or where does that expertise come from? Yeah, so um, as we discussed earlier, so when I started selling on private label, I did everything myself. So that's that's when I I, I did all the, the listings myself, all the writing, all the pictures and all the, everything. So that's when I realized that, you know, that's uh, um, that's what, that's what my main specialty and that's what I like doing. And, and especially, I mean, it was mostly other people telling me that. So that's... Uh, that's why um, I got the confidence in doing it. And for example, I went to work on, um, after after signing my private label company. Someone hired me to do it, to do it for them. Like they had like a huge company, like a multi million dollar company, and they hired me to redo all of the listings and stuff. And they saw such a huge huge increase in sales um, that they never experienced before, and they they, they never realized the, the importance of having a really good listing, like the content, the keywords, the pictures. And I, I was able to do that, and uh, because I was focusing only only on that, I wasn't busy with all the uh, importing and and, uh, and and the other aspects of when it comes to selling on Amazon. I was focusing strictly on that, so that's when I realized that this is what I love doing, and, and this is this is what I'm good at. So, um, so people started um, fi um, finding out about this. I, I, I still don't know how. <laughs> started referring my name to each other. So that's. Um, so I decided, you know, I, I'm always busy with that. So I, I quit the job and I started doing it for everyone. So uh, I started, I started, first I started doing it by myself and then I, I had to hire good copywriters and photographers and graphic designers. And uh, now we both are with a team of like around 15 people which are a combination of uh, different copywriters and keyword um, experts and uh, graphic designers and project managers and custom sales, whatever, everything. To <laughs> you started really growing from there, right? Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's fantastic. So what about listings? So you really hone in on obviously listings and that's what you're good at. Maybe for our audience who either are doing it themselves or they're looking for service providers that they don't know what, you know, what is it that they might not be doing that's, you know, working or not working? What is it from your per perspective of what actually converts when when you're looking at a listing or product XYZ? What is it that you hammer home to your customers like, hey, this is what's going to convert? Um, are you honed in on the copy? Are you honed in on the pictures? I know a little bit of everything. What's the most important aspect of someone's listing? Yeah, so I, I, I usually try to make like a combination of all because we have to target all types of customers. Some, some some customers buy from reading content. Some customers buy from seeing pictures. So you want you want to make sure that you target everyone, so you don't miss you, you, you don't lose anyone because you you lack them uh, either spending the money or spending the time on perfecting it. So you also have to make sure either uh, the content, the keywords, and the pictures, the graphics, everything has to be on on you know. But, so when, uh, if you have an expertise in one category, is it is it not just one? Are you, you feel like, hey, a category, a listing is going to speak to different people in different voices. Does that make sense? Like if you are in the baby category, you have to have a different voice and perspective of what you're telling to that potential customer versus if you have like outdoor goods and sporting equipment, did those voices change uh, depending on that perspective? Yeah, it definitely changed. I mean, I mean even for the same product, you could choose to target a, a different type of uh, um, of, uh, of uh, customer base. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, of an idea, a sample product that we did recently. 
uh, whatever, if, if, I'll, if I remember. I, I will. It's okay. Yeah, just jump right in and spout it out. <laughs> so it's basically, it's, it's part of doing the right research, like researching your competitors and researching the market in general, not only on Amazon, but everywhere, like on Google and all those um, um, Shopify sites. You can read so many, so many, so, so much information um, on each product. And, and each product can have so many different like um, target audiences, and you have to choose like which one you have, well, you want to target and, and focus on that, like to do the whole writing on that, and uh, um, basically and make sure to talk to them. It's, it's like you you own a local store and people come into the store and you want to talk to them directly, and they should feel like you're talking to them. So and that's why that's why it's also very very important to write their listing very personal and not too professional or too, uh, um, you know, high vocabulary English because it, it doesn't really speak to people, especially like average people that um, they're buying Amazon. So it has to talk to like the, um, they have to feel like you're the salesman and you're talking to them and you're convincing them to buy the product and, and explaining them why, why it's going to help them with their problem. So, um, yeah. Are you guys, are you guys specifically focused on the dot-com marketplace? Are you guys working internationally on different marketplaces as well? Yeah, so it's mainly the dot com because that's where, that's where we are. But um, we work with different uh, companies that do like the uh, translation services, which is like uh, if you're selling in other marketplaces, they take the dot com listing and they translate it into Germany or UK, whatever other marketplace. Is there is there a marketplace that you guys are looking to potentially like move it more into? Of do you see that your services would benefit like a, a Canada or a Mexico or Australia or anything like that? Well, what's kind of that future look like for you as a company and a service provider? Yeah, so so w w when it comes to content and the creative part, I mean, it doesn't really, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like specific for one marketplace. It can be for everything because the pictures can can be used in, on on all uh, marketplaces. So so that's why we try we, we do try to focus on the dot com. We try not to uh, go all over and focus on that. Do a perfect listing for that, and then you can pivot from there, like either translate or enjoy and stuff. And Very cool. <laughs> I mean, that, that makes sense because obviously if, if there's, uh, for everyone who obviously knows that they are selling on Amazon or in different e-commerce platforms, .com is, is the biggest, like uh, most eyeballs, the biggest marketplace currently right now in terms of like spending and yeah. traffic. Um, us as an international company, we always tell like there's obviously other opportunities in different marketplaces. And I think um, the, the, the keyword that I always tell to anyone where I'm speaking on or on just the show in general is the word diversify. And I feel like that's super important for e-commerce sellers and Amazon sellers specifically to understand and be ready to be diversified. And what I mean by that, Mac, and maybe you can throw in some of your own perspective is when you have things that happen like 2020 happened, uh, whether it was uh, they weren't accepting goods or services uh, or goods, I should say, um, and they were just only accepting uh, essential goods in their warehouses. For a lot of sellers, they saw this this wave of like a dip in business and there was no other way to get their sales out there. Whether it was they didn't have their own uh, branded store, they weren't on other marketplaces. There was just no way to get goods into uh, Amazon.com's warehouses. On the flip side of that, Amazon has been fluctuating all their different inventory levels, which is pretty frustrating for new sellers, but also seasoned sellers who are trying to launch new products. And I know you guys do a little bit of launching um, uh, services as well. So when a customer comes to you with those kinds of, you know, concerns, what are you, what are you kind of touting to them in terms of like how to be, how to forecast those kinds of things and so that they may not happen to them? 
Yeah, I mean, the the, the, the shipping inventory to Amazon has been an issue. I mean, I think it's it's still an issue these days um, since it started because it's basically um, they're trying to to avoid, you know, like overflowing their their warehouses. I mean, it's so unclear why they're doing it, why they're not expanding in with the warehouses, but I'm sure there are reasons, but I'm not so into that. But um, that's definitely sure. Um, It's always good to, I mean, start Amazon.com and then expand from there. I think that there are so many softwares out there, which um, makes your Amazon listing and, and throws it on, on all other marketplaces, which eBay, Amazon. I'm sorry, um, Walmart and and other. Um, other is there a mar- is there a marketplace that you're excited uh, for the growth of e-commerce in general? Which one are you most excited for? I mean, obviously it's mainly Walmart, but I'm still like, debating because it, it keeps on exciting me, and then it keeps on saying, "Ah, oh, come on again." <laughs> it's a letdown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> grow it up. So, so maybe what what's if uh, the way you see it because you you've been in the space in different capacities. What are the pros maybe for sellers if they can get on Walmart, and then what are the cons that they just aren't living up to the same capa- uh, capacity as maybe an Amazon uh, or a different marketplace like a like a Wish or a Rakuten that's more established. I, I would say a .com for Walmart is established, but. It, it seems like no one's really cracked the nut in terms of like walmart.com and can forecast the consistency that they would bring in in terms of a marketplace. Yeah. So, so for, first of all, before you go away from Amazon, um, it it's always recommended, especially these days, to, to make sure that every listing that you have um, also has like an FBM listing because it seems like the, lately they're trying to promote the FBM listings instead of the FBA because they're trying to prevent FBA um, shipments. So uh, you, um, sellers always have to make sure to have a, an, another like a duplicate listing of that listing as FBM, and you'd be surprised like how many how many sales you can get. I mean, obviously you have to be ready for it. We have to you have to have a team of uh, space and warehouse and, and workers and whatever the the, the, the labor to um to right do. to fulfill all those orders, right? So that that's definitely the first step. Once you're on Amazon, don't go away. I mean, stay there and make sure you have, uh, you know you're fully uh, um. Ready you're adding it. on instead of subtracting, like starting there and then moving all operations right. away from it. Yeah, you're adding on top of the dot com. Yeah, and then it's uh, w- once you're re- ready to go out. I mean, it's always good, good to go to the to the big one first, like Walmart, eBay, and and then go to the old small ones. Like for example, Etsy. You know, I, I've, I've seen sellers very being very successful on Etsy. Although Etsy is like specifically for like um, custom handmade products, but still people are getting a lot of sales. I mean, I'm sure it depends on the category of products, but you know, there's a big market there. And um, same thing as anything. I mean, I, in business, I always like to be, you know, I, I don't I don't like to miss out on any opportunity. So that's why as a seller, I will be on every on every platform. Absolutely. But the only <laughs> problem is that um, sometimes if you work by yourself or you you have a small team, if you're busy with other marketplaces, it can take away the focus from the main marketplace, which is Amazon. So it's always good to have like um these days it's so easy to find like a VA or or a cheap worker that that you can afford that should focus on each marketplace like fully focus on that so you, you don't you don't lose focus on the on the main uh, brand and butter. Absolutely. What um because the other service that kind of like you tout on and we've had a couple of people talk about like launches um launching new products and mm-hmm. for that, that I feel like that's always the number one like hardest thing for sellers to figure out like the best strategies because there's, as everyone knows, there's like above board, there's like gray hat, white hat, black hat. Um, obviously your services are trying to bring the best 
um, within terms of services, uh, recommendations to launch products. How are you as a, as a service provider, what are you telling your customers? This is, these are the best ways and most effective ways to launch products, give visibility. And then obviously from there, either ride the, the, you know, the listing wave or the PPC wave, and then almost like a rocket, right? You, you start the rocket. And once that fuel runs out, how are you continuing that momentum with our products? Is there, is there some tips that you can share with us? Not nothing insider secret, but like, how are you as a company um, helping people with that? Yes. So, so obviously the, the first steps, uh, the first thing is first is, is which is to make sure that your listing looks hundred percent. It's basically like, like, like opening a local store before going out and doing all the marketing, everything, make sure your, your store looks beautiful and inviting and accepting. So um, that's the first thing because I, I see so many sellers that, that, that they're trying to do everything, but they miss out the, you know, they're not focusing and, and, and really focus on, on the real, um, course which is the the listing page so, so that that's the most important make sure that your page looks beautiful everything's good you have seven images maybe if you want to add a video if you can afford that add it in make sure the page look on looks 100 and then the next thing the next step is do the marketing which is obviously the first thing is, is the amazon ppc is, is to set it up i mean it's always good to learn as a seller it's always good to learn and, and know it a little bit even though you outsource to the company but if you don't have time for it or you don't know everything 100 there are so many companies out there you can outsource it to and manage it and set up your ads and, and manage it for you so that's 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 that's, that's the first thing you just um load up the listing and just turn on on the ignition which is the ppc and then uh, I would always recommend to run um, product launches, which is um, like a sort of giveaways. I mean, some people might look at it as gray hair, but but it's it's, it's not really. I mean, it's, after all, Amazon had Amazon themselves. They have their own like a uh, giveaway pro platform because they also believe that in order to succeed, you, you must do it. I mean, it's, it's, there's no way you can list a product today and start getting uh, um, sales because, especially in competitive products because uh, you know you, you might list your listing today and then find it on the 20th page how how are you how, how are you going to get it on the first page so quick i mean you, you might do only ppc and wait a few months and spend a lot of money or you can spend that money on uh, on giveaways which is it might cost a little bit more upfront, but the, the long term thing is like a, the, the results are much more effective organically and quicker yeah, and I and I posted a question for our audience. If you're listening on again LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, and you're watching this, if you have a question or maybe you can comment, what are you what do you struggle with most when you're launching a product? Again, if you have questions, other specific ones for Mac, Mac go ahead and submit those uh, through the comment section, and we'll be able to most definitely answer those live, or we can tag Mac uh, later on and give you the contact information. We'll make sure you you walk away with from this show how to con. Uh, get in trouble, uh, get in touch with him uh, if you have other specific questions. So um, yeah, for the audience, go ahead and, and submit where you, what do you struggle with when launching a product? We'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, thoughts and comments there. So when you as a, you as a, you as a service provider, you kind of expanded your product offering, what gets you excited about working in the industry that you currently work in every single day? Is it the people you work with? Is it the ability to grow a business? What 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 is it from that drives you every single day to kind of get up and say like today's going to be another good day? I'm excited to do what I do. Yeah, it's mainly the idea of services versus selling products, and also what 
years ago when I was selling products, I, I didn't really felt like the, the, the passion, you know, even though I was making sales, making money, but I didn't feel like that. I felt like the, 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 the personal, this, okay, I'm, I'm coming into the office, there's more, more sales, I have to be busy with this and that. But when it comes to the services, I feel really passionate. I mean, even though sometimes business can be slow, can be, can, you know, it can be hard and dealing with a hard client, but still I feel like I'm helping people and, and, and people, and especially when I, I get back the results from the clients, the, the, the results from our hard work, you know, it really makes me feel like I'm um, accomplished and, uh, and satisfied. You know? Yeah. I, I think that's why, especially the service providers, especially like ping pong, we, we get into it because we're, we're here to obviously save people money and we want people to obviously grow their business further. And I, that's where I get, uh, my background has always been in the service provider space. Uh, we've been, in, I've been with companies who have sold products on Amazon, uh, but also different marketplaces and just on different like platforms. Mm -hmm. um, but also been in the service provider space with uh, viral launch. And then now obviously with ping pong. So I think that there's this, like, if you walk away and you give these inside tricks to, our tips, I should say, not tricks, like you're not tricking Amazon or anything, just tips, how other people have been successful. You're relaying that information and you're helping them grow. I think there's a fulfilling nature to that, um, you know, that you're helping people out. And I think that there's always a, as a seller, you can obviously have seven, eight, nine figure uh, years, months, um, and be like a successful entrepreneur, but helping those people get to where they are, it really gives that self uh, satisfaction, I should say. Um, what about uh, maybe if we like recapped on 2020, what was the most difficult thing that you as a, uh, not a seller, but as a service provider, what did you have to overcome uh, either professionally or as a business um, and have to just overcome it? Uh, whether it's like, you know, no events or no uh, clients that had to cancel or they just didn't do business anymore. What was the most difficult thing for you um, in that capacity? So for me personally, it was, I think when everything started, um, I think when, um, I, you know, it, it all started in China. So that's when all the factories closed down. So um, basically since uh, everything, China got affected, so the um, sellers couldn't order more products, like bring in new products. And so, so, so that's when it affected me personally. I mean, my, my, my business, because um, we make our money from people that bring the stuff from China and we, we, we basically creating the listing for them. So if there's if there's no new product, there's no uh, there's no business. So I think like in, in when was it like uh, March? Uh, oh, February, March. Yeah, it was around March. I think when the United States shut down. Yeah, so that's when it was uh, difficult, um, and that's when I went into other side things that I tried try to keep on. But um, then then uh, once once it opened back again, yeah, I mean it's 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 out of booming. I mean Amazon was, was I think e-commerce in general was was the most um, successful uh, category or in industry in the still still growing. Yeah, I like to tell we grew five years worth of like growth in one um, or even half a year just because of the need for e-commerce bringing directly to consumer. Not people are going out to retail. Um, both in like grocery, both in services, yeah. there's so many different ways. If you had a service um, digitally, that that's that's where I like to tell is like that growth was super fast and I think is going to continue on. Maybe for 2021, like we're coming to the top of the hour, like the before we cap it off, what what are your predictions kind of like more, What what's getting you excited about this, this new year? Is it um, a specific um, feature or function that Amazon might be rolling out or is it more growth in certain areas what, what's getting you excited for this new 
uh, New Year. Yeah, I think it's the overall idea that that um, that what, what, what Corona did to companies, especially the, like the retail companies or local companies, is it forced them to realize that online is is, is the way to go. You, you either way have to be have to have some some kind of, of presence online. Some people uh, until now people will say, nah, it's fine. We focus on our story. We focus on, our, on our whatever local thing. We don't need online. But now people were like kind of kind of forced that they have to go in because their their, their stores were shut or whatever. Um, we have so, we have so many orders, like so many clients that came to us. Like they never dealt with them, or they never dealt with online selling. But now they're kind of forced to do it. So I think, and going forward, pe people will always realize that online is like is a must. It's not like an option, or it's a, it's another source of income. It's, it's like a the future, hopefully. I mean, I mean, I yeah, it it, it it just brings to light what a lot of us in the space, like you said, you you started so early on. It I would say as a seller. And kind of saw that forecasting like that's how business grows and you ride that wave um i think a lot you'll see a lot of success a lot of sellers i know saw great success in 2020 doesn't mean everyone did but i think a lot of people uh, saw a lot of great success and that's showing light if people aren't on amazon or different marketplaces that that there is opportunity and uh person who came on last friday chris friedberger you said even as a service provider if you need to pivot and say like i'm an expert in amazon in this capacity you're going to have a lot of people knocking on your door to help, like you said, with bestseller listers, just getting your listings up, um, optimized so that they can rank and do well and convert those sales to people. There are just not enough services out there to kind of handle all the Amazon sellers in the space where they can bring best practices to light. And that's where I think you're, you're successful and where you're going to continue to be successful as a, not just entrepreneur, but as a service provider. So with that, uh, I, I want to thank you so much for kind of spending and taking the time uh, to kind of share your insights on the space. I know high level, we touch on a bunch of different topics. You have so much uh, expertise in different areas. So I want to thank you again for joining us on Crossover Commerce. And I always say people who come on the show, they're not a friend of the show. They can always hop on, comment, post if they want to share their content with us. You're more than welcome to come on and uh, with other guests. I have people on all the time who are like, hey, I have a question are uh have a different idea about that you're more than welcome to hop on anytime but before we end what are the best ways for our audience if they're listening and they want to learn more how do they get in touch with you best ways to remind them so the best place to contact me is obviously the, the whatsapp that we that we spoke before which is uh oh yeah you got it oh wow that's magic how did it pop up look at that producing and listening at the same time i'm getting good at this right nice. yeah for, for everyone on uh for listening on our podcast the whatsapp app number eight four five two eight eight one seven four zero obviously that is mac max uh whatsapp contact information he's been contacting me con back and forth we're sending information and learning from each other but you also have a business uh a business account correct is there uh one yeah. where you're constantly putting out amazon listings uh ideas yeah so th th um this is the business one this is the this is the business one okay yeah, so this is where you can watch uh, the the statuses and to stay up up to date with the latest Amazon uh, news and and, and uh, articles, any, anything related to Amazon, and also uh, for the customer service for anything, um, for any advice you need, you can just always message me, either text or voice note or anything. And for everyone again listening on the podcast, bestsellerlisters.com is is the website where all the different services that you provide, uh, the keys. Obviously, any kind of insight that you can give to people. Follow follow Mac also on LinkedIn. Uh, I, I find it very, uh, not just funny, but you make everything super personable. 
on the videos you post on the, all the different content that you're posting um, just from the different perspectives of people. I, I, I laugh because I know David in the, in the group that you were, you were with uh, recently and uh, the community in general, I think, again, if you have questions, you have been super kind to like answer questions for myself or just other people that I know for a fact, if they have questions about a specific area that you're going to reach out and you're going to make sure that you understand them and can help them out. So I appreciate your time today, uh, Mac, and all the different things that you're doing. Good luck in 2021. And obviously we'll have you on to kind of touch on different topics throughout the year, if that's, if that's something you're interested in. But other than that, we would, uh, uh, thanks again for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you. Listen, it was my honor and I hope I shared uh, enough, uh, valuable content for your viewers and the audience. Absolutely. Yeah. It's super, super like we're always dropping different nuggets uh, throughout the year uh, and different capacities. But again, thank you, Mac, for joining us. Uh, this is Crossover Commerce. Thanks again for everyone who was watching live with us. If you didn't get a chance to watch it live, go ahead and rewatch it on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, or Twitter. Follow Ping Pong Payments in those different verticals. You can follow me on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all the different social media platforms. Uh, we, I'm constantly posting content for e-commerce as well as Amazon as well. But we're going live again every day this week. So tomorrow we'll have more content. We're talking about EBC uh, content. What is it? How we can uh, A plus content kind of going through the details of that and why it's super important. We alluded a little bit to it today. We'll hit on it more tomorrow with uh, Danny Carlson of uh, uh, Kenji ROI. So join us live again tomorrow. Um, we're going late tomorrow because of People are around the world. We have to make sure that we can touch all the different audiences. So we'll go later tomorrow. And then we have a couple other seller spotlights and we're talking PPC bulk files on Friday. Super excited about that. Uh, thanks again for joining us live. I'm Ryan Kramer. This is Crossover Commerce and we'll see you guys again next time.